Hello there. Welcome to Living the Liminal Podcast. I am Christy Peck, an intuitive Jungian life coach who specializes in the currency of relationships and dream work, a spiritual guide and mentor, and a writer. The Liminal is a space of magical energy. It is a sweet spot of uninhibited authenticity, and it holds infinite possibility. Think of it as a pause between dual form of two objects, experiences, so maybe it's like who you were and whom you wanna be, or acceptance of something and denial of something, programming and freedom, maybe an openness and a constriction, maybe love and fear. This liminal space is a bridge between the unconscious and the conscious. It brings together knowing and unknowing. Maybe it's like a beginning and an end. Creativity, adventure, courage, boldness, inner intelligence, instinct, intuition, and inspiration all happen in liminality. This podcast is a place, a conversation, learning to radically choose to feel fully alive in this liminal space of the in-between and a create our deep desire to be our true selves in the liminal space. I think you and I might be laughing, crying, and always learning. And I promise to show up in this podcast as an invitation for you to join me as we nourish our hearts and soul and illuminate our true selves with a passion and a compassion for living conscious and awake. I want to give you stories, a mirror to see who you are, wisdom from many sources, and an unfolding of the perfection in the unfolding of your own ego. Maybe we never really get to a firm sense of what I know, and the liminal space of the unknown is a beautiful place to rest. Quite ironically, it just might free us up to live fully awake and fully alive in every moment. I am so glad you're here with me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Living the Liminal this week. It's Christy again. I am doing this podcast this week from my basement and very purposeful, very intentional. I have always felt like that whenever I'm on video, it has to come from something that has a very pretty background. And our basement to me is not pretty, right? It's not, it always has felt like just kind of like a dungeon, um, dreary, you know, lack of energy, didn't really, we don't have it, you know, um, fixed up in the way that maybe would be beautiful for um, an image. And then it occurred to me, Um, just a short while ago, to be honest, that the basement is really symbolic of the unconscious mind and going into those places that scare us because they're unknown and really just finding comfort and playfulness and fun and laughter and taking the wisdom and the insight from the symbolism of the unconscious mind and the and the the insights the ahas about your life 
and sort of just like, um, uh, like getting messy with it or, or molding it into whatever creation you want might just actually be <laughs> the smarter way to go or the more intelligent way to go or the more blissful way to go. And so I've decided to start doing these podcasts from this little couch in our basement because I think we can find um, a relaxation in in these darker places in our life instead of running from them. What if we just sort of leaned in, leaned in and just sort of had fun with these these unknowns about why something happened or what it meant for us or how do we get out of a challenge we're having or how do we feel different? These are really the questions that guide every single moment of our life and what we're searching for. We're all searching for the same exact things in everything we do, in every relationship we have. We are searching for love and acceptance and worthiness and value. And we are not going to get those things by sitting in a pretty office that's highly decorated and looks like perfection. No, we are going to get those from sitting in those imperfect moments and trusting, right? Trusting that we're there for a reason, trusting that whatever we need will come, trusting that we're going to be okay and it's all going to work out for us. Um, and, and that's the other thing people are wanting. We're all wanting the exact same thing. And that is we want power. We want to reclaim our power, our personal power, not controlling power, but our personal power, which lies in trust and safety. We want to feel safe in our experiences. We want to feel safe in, in our relationships and in our work life and in our, our comfort of our own house. Sometimes this basement didn't feel safe. It was safe. There was nothing in this basement room that would have given me the feeling that it was unsafe. It was just something was in me that said, I don't feel so safe here. So, so if we're living this consciously symbolic life, okay, in our waking world, then we're always going to be looking outside of ourselves for the answers and the feedback. And quite possibly, what if that's never going to give you the right feedback? I mean, it's kind of like been the programming, right? Um, because like when you started school at a young age, um, you looked to your teacher, you looked to the books, you looked to the um, bulletin boards and the chalkboards. I know I'm showing my age. Um, you looked to the, the television screen for entertainment. So we've kind of been programmed and conditioned to look outside of ourselves. It's not a habitual pattern to look inward. That is something that is learned and acquired through experience, that you have an experience with someone or something and you realize, well, that didn't really get me what I wanted. That didn't make me feel good. And, and it literally, it could be everything's going right in your life. You just realized there was a relationship that maybe wasn't, wasn't for you anymore, or you outgrew it, or, or maybe there were some, some trust issues or safety issues. Um, maybe you didn't feel valued in that work relationship or that work place of employment, 
Um, so we're always looking outside of ourselves and quite possibly the answer really does lie within ourselves. I didn't feel comfortable in this basement because something within me wasn't comfortable, it had nothing to do with the basement. The basement was just showing me um, where I needed to expand my consciousness, um, grow my awareness around what's going on in there. What's that not, right? What's that bundle of energy pointing towards that I need to remember about myself that I'm forgetting in, in this looking outside of myself? So I talked about in two episodes ago, episode 72, how I've been watching This Is Us um, six seasons because somewhere along the line, I stopped watching it. So I came across another episode um, of, the, of the This Is Us series movie show. And it was so interesting. I, I have to kind of talk about it because it was like mind blowing, literally mind. Um, and it was a, a scene between um, Rebecca, the mother, and, um, and her husband, Jack, and um, Jack's best friend, who completely is like, the name is going away from me right now. I apologize for that. Um, but in the scene, Jack really wants his wife, Rebecca, and his best friend. It'll come to me in a minute. It always does. But for some reason, it's escaping me. I think it's because it's not about him. It's about what he said. Um, and sometimes we do that, don't we? We make it, we make our story or what we're telling about all the other stuff and it's not that important. But anyway, Jack really wants his wife and his best friend to get along. And so he puts them in a space and says, do not move until you understand each other and can befriend each other because you are both important in my life and I need this to work. Okay, so they sit there. And once they get over the initial emotions of this is annoying and why do we have to do this, which is always how we approach everything, right? Um, Rebecca says, okay, I'm willing to give this a try. And she looks at this, this friend and says, what's your story? I mean, what an absolute hilarious question to ask. What's your story? We never ask that question. We ask, how are you doing? We ask, what do you do for work? We ask, where do you live? We ask, how many kids do you have? Are you a mom? Um, we ask those kinds of ridiculous questions, but we don't ever get to the depth of, what's your story? Like, because that's really another way of saying, tell me about yourself. You know, tell me about what you believe. Tell me about what you think. Tell me about what you like. Tell me about what you don't like. Like, that's deeper connection, connecting in a relationship. And, and what I love about it, Miguel, see, I knew the answer would come to me eventually. Miguel, the best friend, turns to Rebecca, the wife, and says, I don't know. Good question. Ask me again later. Now, that could piss you off because, honestly, that could be something like, well, he didn't even answer the question. But he did because what he was basically saying is, my story doesn't define who I am. Let's just get to know each other. Let's just talk and see where it goes. Let's go into the unknown. Let's share the things we never thought about sharing before. Let's not write a story. Let's not hold to a story because a story is the armor of the ego mind. It's the armor of your intellect that says, 
oh my gosh, you are defined by these particular kinds of things, these events, these thoughts, these beliefs, this is who you are. A story is never truthful. It's never. I mean, you can believe it. You can believe parts of it, but it's never 100% believable. So what's interesting about that is um, whenever my kids were younger and they would come home with, oh, that teacher is so ridiculous and lame, or they would come home with, you know, it's so unfair and, and they'd carry on their story, right? They'd start to say their story. Um, or if they got into some kind of trouble and they, I said, what, tell me what's, what's going on, what happened? And they would give me their version, right? I always felt like, my husband and I always felt like, okay, half of what you're saying is truthful. The other half is elaborated on and conspiring so that it works for you, so that your story works for you. So if you think about this in your own life, what you're telling, what you're saying, and I do this too. I am not saying all this because I am good at this or perfect at this. I am sharing this wisdom because this has been my aha lately. I always come on here and share ahas. So my aha is that there is about half truth in your story that you tell. The other part of your story that fills in and makes it so juicy, right, and engaging and is meant to be elaborated on and meant to blow it up and meant to be that neon sign so that someone else hears your story, not so that you feel loved and connected and, and all about it, but so that it opens them up to a increased awareness of their own consciousness to allow for space so that that person can can remember parts of themselves that they forgot or that they're denying or that they're rejecting. So when we tell our stories, while it doesn't define us, it certainly does help connect us in a deeper way with other people. When we hide and we don't want anyone to know our story, we are not connecting. And we are a consciousness that is the framework, the essence of the consciousness that we are a part of is about deep and holy connection. And we're constantly in these battles to win. And that's not really the battle on the field. The battle on the consciousness field is about who can be their true self more than anything else, not more than the next person, more than anything else. How much of you? is really telling the truth by way of what you say, what you believe, what you act upon, your actions, your behaviors, and your storytelling. So, you know, a lot of what we do comes from our conditioning, our programming, um, how we learned feedback from the outside world, right? And what's interesting to me is we all, we all learned these things because think about when you're little and, and the, the very nature of a teacher in a classroom, right, or a parent in a family was there to um, keep you safe. So just like your ego mind is there to keep you safe, your intellect, your analytical mind is there to keep you safe, however you want to refer to it. 
was there to keep you safe. It was there to keep you embedded in, quote, a story, right? Or a a set of beliefs so that you did not get harmed or hurt. It took you from pain to fun and, and some might call it pleasure. Some might call it joy. Some might call it love. Some might call it just just in a different environment, okay, an awakened environment. So think about when you were little and a teacher would say, oh my gosh, don't get too close to that. That might hurt you, right? And a a, a parent might say, oh, be careful. Don't get too close to that. So think about it. Like, don't get too close to the stove. Don't get too close to the edge. Uh, You might on a, if you're walking on a hike, you might get too, you might fall off there. Don't get too close to the pool. You might fall in. Don't get too close to the the rock ledge, you might fall off. Don't get too close to the water, you might go in in the river. So don't get too close to the edge of a canoe, you might fall over. So there's all these don't get too close to. Even when people have colds, and you know, we've just, we're in this, still I said, I think the the outer layers of the COVID-19, and we're like, don't get too close to people because you might get, right? So our minds have been programmed to, analyze the concept of don't get too close to the edge. Well, if you think about that consciously, okay, in order for you to expand and explore, you have to get close to the edge. You have to. You have to get close to something in order to explore it. So if you think about scientists, or, or even anthropologists, they get close to whatever it is that they are exploring, that they are hypothesizing about. So in order for you to understand yourself better, you have to get close to the edge. And the edges, you have to go to the parts that you're unknown, unknowingly knowing about. The unconscious, the shadow, you have to get close to those things. Sometimes we have to get close to painful experiences again in order to rethink it, in order to analyze it differently, in order to shift perception. You have to get close to something. So the edge really holds a lot of magic. Now, so often in our lives, we want to know how. How do I get close to the edge? How do I get do that? Tell me how to do that. Tell me how to do that. We're all about steps. Give me three steps. Give me things to do. I want a to-do list. Um, I want the practical way to go about this. The interesting question is not how. It's not even what to do. The bigger, bigger question here is why. Why is going to the edge so evolutionary? Why is going to the edge going to literally allow you more choice, satisfying relationships, um, ideas that morph into um, beautiful experiences. Um, why makes, makes sense because literally it takes you out of your current reality. And when you understand a why, why going to the edge is so magical and miraculous and mystical is because it opens up. If you think about, um, a couple of like, Maybe like eight months ago, 
um, I was hiking with a friend in upstate New York. And so we're hiking along and there are these big rock ledges. And so you could literally um, kind of come off the path a little and go out on these rock ledges. And you could just stand there in the amidst these mountainous ranges of beautiful scenery, trees and colors and leaves. And it was October, so it was gorgeous. And as you stand over, this is the idea of getting close to the edge of something is that you get a different view. You literally get a different view. It opens up space. It expands your consciousness. It allows for your awareness to go wide and deep so that it's not just let me take in everything. It's let me take in the depth of what I'm seeing. Okay, where it comes from, where it ends, where it begins, what happens in the midst of it all, what happens when something else comes around. So the, the question of why in your life is so valuable to think about it. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you not doing what you should be doing or could be doing or have the, have the um, understanding to do? Why? Do you show up in the way that you show up? Why do you not want to show your true self? Why, why are you acting in the way that you're acting? Why are you taking that job? Why are you not taking that job? Why are you in that relationship? Why are you not in that relationship? There's so many other whys that we could turn into questions that really expands our curiosity, which once you expand your curiosity, you then allow a total shift of perception and your consciousness gets deeper and wider and more glorious. And you start to see how everything really does fit together and that you are just this piece of consciousness, this personal consciousness, like your own individualness is just one facet of an entire uh, metamorphosis of an ever-changing consciousness. And how you see something is one view. But what if there are six, ten, a thousand other views? How, what would that open up for you if there were other reasons for being here than what you thought? What if your purpose was even more spectacular than what you think? What if the way you show up every day has other availabilities in showing up than what you think it is? What if your reason for having this partner or these children or this job or this family or this neighborhood or this house is even more important than what you thought? What if it's not as important as what you thought? What if that was just one moment on the edge of something and now you're back on the hike hiking around and you're going to go to another edge i mean there's a never ending understanding of the way our consciousness you know this evolutionary energy that we're a part of and and quite possibly taking a deeper look at the question of why why do you tell the story in the way that you do why do you leave out certain details? Why do you add certain details to your story? 
Why are you holding to only your story? Quite possibly, could there be other stories to tell? And it's not to negate an experience. It's not to say that did or didn't happen. That's not what this is about. This is about freeing yourself from, from the intellect's capacity to hold you prisoner in only one version of a story. And quite possibly, what's your story? Can it be, I don't know, ask me later. And the importance of that is that one scene is that there is an energy of consciousness that's always changing. Your life is always changing. Your, your past experiences can change because you take a look at them different. You understand the roles that everyone plays. So what if you were the director and you were sitting in this gorgeous, gorgeous theater? Imagine this beautiful theater. And I mean, the chairs, so the chairs are plush and they're, I don't know, whatever color. I like the color purple. So I'm going to make my theater, okay, this beautiful, plush, purple, velvety, soft, cushiony chairs that uh, absolutely they are going to recline back. Maybe they rock a little because I like to do that just to kind of keep movement around my energy field. So imagine this theater with these gorgeous chairs, okay, these seats, and you look upon this stage in front of you. And this stage in front of you is just gorgeous too. It's, it's wooden and it's not wooden and it's like, um, you know, very secure and it's very um, built very well, safe. And you've got all these, these characters up on stage and they're just playing out a role, experiencing the story that you're telling. And they're kind of showing you a visual for the story that you're telling. You have agency over your life. You are the one in charge of your life. So in this very liminal space between what the mind is creating by words and phrases and sentences and what really is playing out in front of you on this stage of life in your physical reality there is an edge that you get to be a little edgy here. You get to open up your consciousness. You get to expand your awareness and you get to have agency over your story. Develop it in the way that works for you. Be creative, be curious. What if that character did that? What if that person did said this? What if instead of this experience, it morphed into more like this? What would open up for us if we did that? I'm learning this too. I am no means expert. I kind of think of myself as more like a soul stirrer. I'm just here to kind of stir the pot, which, you know, sometimes we look bad upon that, but I think that's hilarious. Stir up the story, put it in a pot and stir that sucker up and create and be curious about putting them on the stage of your life in a much different way. What would open up for you? How would your consciousness open up and expand? How would your awareness open up and expand? How would you feel different? Would you feel less resistant to some experiences, some people? Would you feel less stuck? 
like you were just standing and couldn't really see over the edge to see the beautiful and the joyous and the blissful and the freer. So what opens up for you? What if we took our old stories, literally, and we put them in the palm of our hand, all the parts of our story, we put them in the palm of our hand. And what if we looked at it in stillness and in quiet and we said to the story, what needs to be taken with me? What's the story that I'm willing to take with me that serves me well, that feels really good about any relationship, any past experience that I've had, my upbringing, my, my others, othernesses, okay, the other parts of my life. What, what about the stories I tell do I need and want to take with me? Extract those pieces of wisdom and insight. That's why we take our experiences with us. That's how we do it. Take, extract the wisdom and the insight and imagine that you're putting it in a little duffel bag, cute little duffel bag, because I'm all about cuteness. And you're going to now journey on into another edge of your consciousness. And all the rest of the story that feels deflating and feels um, like low energy, right? You don't need to take that part with you. you. That part, you need to kind of give it up to the energy of the consciousness. So imagine that you put all of that in a bubble and you just kind of shove all the stuff that it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. And you can't really understand why things happened in the way that they do or why that person was brought to you or, or what that experience even was good for because it just didn't feel good. And you put all of that in this bubble, this translucent bubble. And imagine that you're ready to journey now on the hike of your life and you're going to go to another edge of this gorgeous, beautiful mountain range to look into the unknown. And imagine you put it in the bubble and you just offer it, you just throw it out into the world and you give it to the energy of consciousness to be used in a way that someone else needs. Because here's what I know about the stories that we tell. There are parts of our stories that are wise and we need to listen to them. They are a part of us. They are purposeful for moving our consciousness forward so that we remember our true self, so that we have agency over who we are, so that we reclaim the power in, a, in, in such an amazing, authentically bold way, so that we can journey and evolve with courage. We need to take those parts with us. They are part of us. They are in the heart and soul of our being. And then there are parts of our story that they're not there for us anymore. They're just, they're just not, they're, we don't need to take them with us. They're going to weight us down. But that passion and purpose that served us for a time in that story can be used to allow someone else the energetic courage to move their journey forward. So put it in the bubble. Whatever doesn't work for you anymore in your old stories, put it in the bubble and say, I don't really know. I'm going to put it in the bubble because 
this could be used for someone else. This could be the exact passion, the energetic fire that someone else needs to be ignited with so that they journey forward with courage and expand their consciousness. And you throw the bubble into the universe and you grab your beautiful backpack that has all the wisdom and the insight that you need to evolve forward. That is how we live in the liminal. We understand that there is an energetic space between what was and what can be, between an ending and a beginning, and that in that energetic space is a consciousness itself. And there's choice and agency in that consciousness that you get to decide because it is your life and you have free will. You you get to decide what am I taking with me and what am I letting go of? Full onboard surrender so that I can move forward in my conscious reality. And yes, there's still parts of me in the basement, still parts of me in my shadow that I'm going to constantly work on. It's an ever evolving consciousness bringing me always back to my true self and who I really am and developing strength and and a, a bravery in that. And I'm willing to move forward and not be held back by something that no longer serves me. That's not, those should not be our battles. Those should not be our struggles and our challenges. Those should be just this flowy, beautiful ah, decision. The same way you choose what you're going to eat every day, the same way you choose what you're going to wear that day, the same way you choose where you're going to drive and go on for vacation is the same choice making that is involved in what part of the story do I need to take with me and what part of the story is ready to be let go of. And, you know, we don't hold on to food. We don't, we don't say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I really loved that rhubarb pie. So I'm going to, I'm going to carry that rhubarb pie with me in my hand everywhere I go for years. We don't do that. Now, sometimes we do wear clothes for a long time till they get holes in them, but then they're holy. And your story of your past is holy because it is what's moving you towards holiness. You are whole. You're not broken. You weren't broken. You weren't, you know, there's not a part of you that's lost. There's a part of you that you're just not consciously remembering. So my invitation for you today is to wake up. Wake up to this gorgeous, beautiful, exciting, yes, challenging, Because challenges are opportunities, I'm waking up in a new way. I hope you can feel that. I hope you want to keep coming back and listening to this because I think that what I have to share is definitely going to take a turn, going to take a, I'm, I'm, I'm on a new path. I'm going to, I'm excited to look over my edges and see who. What's happening here? What's going on? What do I have to bring? What's coming through? This is exciting for me. I hope it is for you too. Take what you, what you've, you know, 
take whatever resonated from my talk today. Take what I'm sharing about what I'm learning, because I'm always going to show up here and just share the things that I, I've learned and I know and I believe in and take what you need today. Take what you need from this experience and allow it, please allow it to, to expand your consciousness so that you remember you are worthy. You have value to add to this world that we live in. You are needed in, in more ways than you even understand. You are needed. And bless you. Thank you so much for listening in my basement. I'll be here again in a couple of weeks talking, talking with you again. Keep listening to Living the Liminal. And if you really like what we're saying, um, leave some feedback because I do look at the outside world for feedback. I do. I think we always do. I think we always will. It's part of a story that's never going to end because we're in this life. We've chosen to be here and it really can give you some interesting insight, but I'm also learning to trust more of what's coming on the inside of me and to use my outer reality as a symbol and, and unattachment to it as if it's just a symbol, it's just a, a, um, um, an image showing up for me to go, huh, okay, this is interesting. So bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here at this moment and for listening today. My intention has always been to provide a safe space for inspiration, story sharing, inner wisdom, divine intelligence, and celebrating our humanity and our divinity. This podcast is a movement to alchemize a fierce love and radical authenticity. And I believe the world, which is you and me, will rise to meet this calling. If you enjoyed the show today and found some insight or an aha or even a deeper understanding for your own life, I would love for you to leave a comment and a rating or email me at christy at christypeck.com. I love to hear your insights and wisdom. If you have any questions, check out the show notes. You can also email me at christy at christypeck.com or this other really cool feature on Anchor. If you're listening on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice comment or question. In addition to the show, there are additional ways to get guidance with your relationships and your dreams or support with experiences calling you to show up with radical authenticity, boldness, strength, and courage. Check out my website at www.christypeck.com for the many ways to work with me. Remember who you are, live the liminal every day, fiercely love you and your life, and be uninhibited to be your true self. Thank you so much.